Happy Taco Tuesday. Yes. <sighs> Y'all, it's already been a day. It's already been a day, but welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda. That is April. We are covering all things 90 Day Beyonce, the UK version. We are uh, catching up still, so we're on doing episode five and episode six again. Or not again. I'm looking at Joslo. Thank you. <laughs> so that makes us feel very happy. <laughs> wow. wow. Um, we're covering and catching up episode five and six. And overall thoughts, April, of the UK version so far? I really love the UK version. I'm learning a lot. And I have a lot of questions for UK people who are watching this. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm infuriated by some couples already. Uh, I'm surprised how quickly a lot of the couples are getting married. Like, wham, bam, we're married. Okay, well, wow. You've known each other yeah, for yeah. 2.2 seconds, but okay, we're rolling fast this season. They are not playing. They are not playing. So um, a little bit of housekeeping, bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. Your support is much uh, appreciated uh, everywhere at Linda So Girly, as well as Super Chat and Super Stickers are available at this time. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Like and subscribe over here at Linda So Girly, and then hop over to April, who is simultaneously streaming on her platform, Holloway Legal, PLLC, and uh, like and subscribe over there as well. I'll keep that uh, lower third up for a little bit. And uh, what else do I want to say? It's Taco Tuesday. Yes. I feel crazy. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you guys know about all this breaking news with Josh Sider and the whole situation that's gone down. But I'm just going to let you know that I don't normally go live on Instagram. Um, but uh, later this evening, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, I will be going live on Instagram to talk specifically about that, specifically about clout chasing, about using your platform for the wrong reasons, mental health, unaliving, suicide prevention and all the things. Uh, so if you have Instagram and you want to head over there, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, I am taking it personally, A, because um, as an entertainment journalist, I feel like I should have had my two sources like I normally do. I normally don't get fooled like this. But second of all, I'm also taking it personally because there are so many people out there that are struggling with mental health. Um, and going about it the right way, whatever that looks like for them, because it really is an individual journey. But what we're not about to do is have a little, another little Tay moment. Canadians, you guys know what I'm talking about. We're not doing that. And I think that um, I, I just read a statement by his alleged girlfriend. Um, and I just, I, and I won't get into it, but there's a lot of privilege going on here and no one else would be able to get away with it if he wasn't a cis male, white in America, talking about he was half, allegedly. Mm -hmm. You were allegedly half for 24 hours and you didn't see your your name all across the news for that whole 24 hour cycle. Stop it. Stop messing around with our intelligence. That being said, we're gonna wrap because I will get all off the tangent. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started with 90 Day UK. Um, yes. Breathe, Linda, breathe. Girl. Did you want to say anything about that at all, April? No, I do not. You got it. You've you've covered everything. Why, thank you. 
Let's talk about Louise and Jose because that's a little another hot mess. Express cool. Riley in the live chat. Appreciate y'all being here. Um, Overall thoughts on Louise and Jose. Why is nobody asking the question that I want to hear them ask? Not her son, not her friend. What have you guys been talking about for 16 hours when you're on the phone all day long? That's the only question I want somebody to ask her. What is she even talking about with him now? That's, I mean, y'all are not even communicating at all. Okay, so uh, episode five, we're gonna do episode five and six, each each couple back to back. So uh, during this episode, he's stuck in immigration. He's been stuck in immigration for 12 hours. She feels desperate. She's on her way home because immigration told her to go home. But then while she's driving home or ride sharing home, immigration called her um, and she was worried that they were still not going to let him in. Uh, But last week I talked about the biometrics and April and I said, you know, if if they're going to do biometrics, if you know anything about the biometrics, it's not cheap. Okay. It's not cheap at all. And they're not going to do biometrics if they're not really actually interested in having you move further in the process. So as soon as I heard biometrics last week, April and I both said, yeah, like he's going to be able to come through. And that's exactly what happened. He makes it. He arrives at her house. They hug, they kiss, they hug, they kiss. Uh, Jose says, Louise is very, very cute, he says, and he's happy. He loves her. She loves him. God, these two. Um, And then... You know, he's settling in. And one of the things that that was an interesting uh, thing, because uh, I know that, that this was something that she had to deal with when she went to visit him. Um, but she asked him, can you drink UK tap water? Did you catch on to that at all? I did. Right? So it's that same thing, because there are many places uh, that you travel to that you just don't drink the tap water because your body's not going to mm-hmm. be able to digest the same as if you were at home. So it's all about bottled water, even when you're like brushing your teeth, the whole thing. So I thought it was interesting that she asked asked him that. <clears throat> Luckily, he has that crazy jacket that he wears. Oh, I wonder if I have a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. So luckily he has that jacket because he feels England is really, really cold and, you know, he's going to need it. He clearly has not been to the UK before and he does not know what he's in for weather-wise. But they're at home, they're chilling, they're waiting for Jesse, Louise's son, to come home. And she's trying to explain to Jose how Jesse is a protector of her, he's probably going to be, you know, a little bit hard-shelled um, and that, uh, don't worry, you know, they're going to get to get to know each other, all of that. What were your thoughts on when she was trying to butter up Jose to my, her side? Yeah, I'm, my thought was, why isn't she just typing this? He does not understand <laughs> what you're saying. I have this the same persistent thought running like ticker tape through my head. Every single time she turns to him and says, she tries to simplify what somebody else is saying. He doesn't understand any of it. Right. 
Right. And I don't understand why we didn't pull out the translator. Like, are we just not going to communicate anymore? We're going to look at each other and smile and laugh and giggle and be like, yeah, we're communicating. This is a great relationship. Oh, by the way, let's absolutely bring a baby into this situation because that makes sense. No, not at all. Nothing about this is good. And whatever, man. We're just... (laughs) So watching the train crash. (laughs) What I thought was a weird edit is because remember on Louise's wedding day, she like said she tried to call home and she couldn't get through. Right. So she said that on her wedding day, but this episode, she's like, she's worried to tell her son that she got married to Jose because she doesn't know how he's going to react. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So she, she hasn't said anything. Since she got home, she got there before he arrived at the house. She had time to say something. Uh, also, email is available. Voice messages are available. Not um, just that. You freaking got married. You spent like two day, a day or two living a Vita Loca buying rubber chickens, and you couldn't call your family and be like, hey, by the way, I'm married. Oh, and by the way, I'm bringing him back immediately. Yeah. That's, it's not motherly and it's also rude. So it seems like her and her son have moved into a place where they're not just mom and child. They're like roommates. And if we're roommates and I'm also paying the bills because the son mentioned earlier that he was paying some of the bills, if not all of them, um, that's rude to just bring a third person into the house. Facts. Can you come get your countryman, April? I mean, because I don't want to be the one. Riley, now you are a military person. You've had experience traveling to other countries. You are aware that the UK is a dreary, drowry, you know, cold, rainy place. And if you're not, shame on you. <laughs> you go ahead and Google that. Google that. Google it. What the hell? <laughs> What the hell? All right. Enough of that. Um, is the UK cold? Oh, Lord. <laughs> With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. That is such an American thing that I just don't even, it's thrown me off of my whole situation here. <laughs> There's this funny um, article that I read the other day, April, and I thought of, you know, I was going to send it to you, but since, you know, I don't know what you're claiming. I, UK, Canada, I don't know. I didn't know. So I didn't know if I should send it to you. But uh, there is an American woman who got stopped at um, the airport because in her bag, she, okay, let me just back this up. She's traveling to, Americans like to say, Europe. Okay? <laughs> Not a specific country in Europe, but, but she's traveling to Europe. And uh, she got stopped at the, <laughs> the airport because when they opened her bag, one full bag was of Diet Cokes. <laughs> because she didn't think that, quote, Europe sold Diet Cokes. 
And I said, that is the most American thing I have ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. Okay, okay, okay. So so I actually saw this somewhere. It might have been on your feed. I don't know. I saw it somewhere. And my very first thought was, first, like, she must have an addiction, right? Secondly, it doesn't taste the same outside the U.S. So I, I, I understand. If you have, no, no, if you have an addiction to a particular beverage, it, where it's bottled, it does taste different. Listen, have you ever been to the Coke Museum in Atlanta? I have not been to the Coke Museum, but I, I do know that like um, South American Coke in the bottle tastes different than American Coke on tap and American Coke in the can tastes different than American Coke in the bottle that tastes completely different than any soda in Canada. So <clears throat> I, I get it, but at the same, oh my God, the live chat is ridiculous. At the same time, I'm not traveling with American Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I would not go that far. That's I an addiction that far. at that point. Like, that She definitely has an addiction. I lived with a lady in California when I lived out there like doing an internship. They placed me with like a, a lady and her entire garage had crates of Pepsi everywhere, Pepsi everywhere. That was my first time learning that people can have soda addictions. There's a specific cast member. I won't name <laughs> her, but she has two fridges, um, <clears throat> one of them for food and one of them for Coca-Cola specifically. And I've seen it because that's how much soda she drinks. Uh, shout out to... Aya, Aya, I want to say Aya because that's my first um, way to pronounce it. Hey, pretty lady, so glad I caught a live stream while waiting on my daughter to finish gymnastics. Welcome to the live stream. Hey, girl, hey. Riley says he's never been to the UK. Only deserts and jungles. Well, there's still time, Riley. There's still time for you to explore the rest of the world. I'm going to say, Riley, you're really lucky that I'm behind on your season because I, in my mind, I want to say something, but I'm not going to say something because I'm behind, but you know who, where, where you've traveled to and why you've traveled. And maybe you should put a, go ahead and put the UK on your bucket list. <laughs> uh, okay. So <clears throat> we're waiting for Jesse to get home and Jesse gets home and he is not impressed at all. He looks pissed off and I wanted to pop on this because remember we looked at Louise on her wedding day and this is her talking to her son about getting married. And again, she just doesn't seem happy. She didn't seem happy on her wedding day. She didn't seem happy at her wedding party in the basement of the hotel. And like your man who you cannot live without, all of a sudden he's there right beside you looking a hot mess, by the way, in that 1980s tracksuit, but let me not even go there. What is that, velour? Is that the word still, velour? I don't know if it's velour or not. Is it velvet? Like crushed velvet? Listen, let me not go all, all in, but the outfit, I want to snatch that wig off his head. I'm so sick of it. But she doesn't look happy. That's the point. Anyways, She's telling her son and that she got married and he just really can't believe it, April. This is his <laughs> first initial reaction. And he's just like, I'm pissed. There's some random guy in the house. It's weirding him out. And he's like, you 
got what? You got married? How is that possible? Like you literally, he's like, did you get properly married? Cause you literally just met him. And two weeks later you're married. And he's like, F me. Um, <laughs> how am I supposed to be okay with that? He's like, this is crazy to me. He kept saying it's crazy to me. And then as he was getting more and more irritated, look at his face, April. He was like, yo, my mom's a mess. I'm not impressed with this. I'm looking at you, looking at me, looking at you. Like what? I want to know so much more from him. Like, has she always been a loosey-goosey parent? I feel like... I feel like I'm going to answer that question for you. I feel like he knows that she is Lucy Goosey because he goes on to say that she's like, we're going to have another wedding in England. And he's like, she won't. <laughs> so I feel like that answers your question. Um, <clears throat> so Jose is trying to like, I guess, be friendly during this conversation because the mom is like doing this weird broken English thing. And I want to let you know, you guys, like one of the things about having this English as a second language is just talk normally. Talk normally. Don't talk too fast. And don't talk like this. It's ridiculous. As someone is trying to uh, pick up the cadences of a language, they're mimicking what they're hearing. That's why you often see people who sp who don't speak any English, but they can sing a song in English from top to bottom. It's because they're mimicking the cadences. So when you talk like this, you're not helping anyone and you sound foolish. What do you think, April? Am I, am I, I wrong? That, no, I think you're right. I've heard people disagree with me and say that when you eliminate filler words, it makes it easier for other people to understand, but I don't agree. I don't agree because those filler words are words that you use on a regular basis when you're talking in a regular conversation. Um, so that being said, Jose's doing this weird laugh thing that he does and he's thinking that he wants to be friends with Jesse and Jesse's like WTF <laughs> is going on. I will never and I will not be bonding with Jose anytime soon. Died of laughter. What up, Ty's way? Hey, hey, Ty. Doesn't watch 90 Day UK, but once. So can't chime in, but it's good to see us. Good to see you too, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. It's good, Ty, if you want to give it a try sometime. Facts. So Louise goes on to say that, of course, she can't live without Jose. We've heard that like a million times. I'm so sick of hearing it. Um, and that uh, Jose is the love of her life. And... Then it's the next day. And when I tell you, this is the kiss of death, you guys, this is the kiss of death. Do you know what it is, April? The kiss of death of a relationship? Matching tattoos. Oh. <laughs> Listen.
listen, y'all, you should have known you should have learned that when you were like 21. When you're 21 and you want to do all the tattoo things and you love this person and you're getting Betty's name and Tony's name and Frank's name all over your body, and then your next partner is like, Who's Tony? Who's Frank? Who's Betty? And you're like, Oh, that was the love of my life. Well, then you gotta cover it up. It's a hot mess. It's a kiss of death, y'all. Now, these two people who have literally spent 10 days in real life together, 10 days, have decided that it's a really great idea to go and get matching tattoos and they're each going to get each other's name on their forearm. Now, one of the things that I didn't buy, you guys, because, you know, I need to see it to believe it, is that they went to the tattoo parlor. We saw them put their forearms down. We heard a little zzzz. We saw a little saran wrap. But then even when she went to show the tattoos, they didn't show the tattoos. Did you notice that, April? I did notice that, especially because he kept saying he wanted his bigger. Facts. Now the tat says facts. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshitting over here. So anyways, um, so they're getting matching tattoos of each other's name. And again, I, I honestly believe that's the kiss of death for any relationship. And so I just really feel like this is foretelling that's just what's going to happen. <laughs> what did you say, April? That's just me. Ignore me. <laughs> that's going to be foretelling. Yeah, I didn't really believe that they, they really got it done. They would have shown it to us, right? 100%. Uh, I didn't like the fact that he did this move, move. Thing when they got the tattoos as if she was branded like a cow. a cow. But that's also what happens when you have very limited ability to communicate. Is it April? I mean, she's he's basically like, in, in terms of English, he's like a three-year-old. I feel Actually, like Actually, less really than a three-year-old. Right, and I feel like it's not just the English portion of it. I feel like just as a grown man, he's 28 years old. He doesn't come across as 28. And 28 is closer to 30 than it is to 20. And, you know, her son is 20. And he is more mature, like he even says himself, than this dude that's at his house married to his 39-year-old mama. Mm-hmm. Wild. <clears throat> um, even the tattoo artist is like... Oh, y'all just met each other? And you guys, what, you've known each other for four days? He's like, yeah, I don't recommend matching tattoos unless you've been together for like at least four to five years. Laugh my face off because one, tattoo artists are people that you like because you spend some time with them, right? So you start talking about your business. Just like if you go to the nail joint or your, your hairdresser or whatever, there are certain like um, unofficial official therapists in your life but I don't believe that they ever went to this tattoo shop before. I think they randomly went in, the guys looking at them like, you guys can't even communicate. You guys don't even speak the same language. You guys don't even know each other, haven't known each other. If I had anything to say about it, I'd be like, y'all need to wait, you know, another four years before you go ahead and get yourself branded. Right. Um, so Louise's son, Jesse, absolutely hates Jose. Calls him a teenager in a man's body, uh, even though, you know, there's eight years different, which you guys, if you think about that, that's a lot of time. There, I have like, wait. 
Yeah, my oldest brother is more than eight years older than me. Um, so like think about that in, in perspective, right? So he's like, yeah, he literally watches, and this is where I gagged. He literally, he meaning Jose, sits on Louise's couch all day and watches his own music videos on repeat. Jesse says Jose's messy, is lazy, doesn't do anything. Jesse says that he doesn't think, or excuse me, Jose thinks that Jesse doesn't like him, and you would be right. <laughs> You would be correct. And it's because he's sitting there like his butt stinks. He's sitting there like he hasn't showered, just taking up space. Yeah. So, and then Jesse tells us this weird thing that that Jose already does. And I just want to pull up this picture before I talk about it real quick. Oh, here it is. So, Jesse says that Jose, they have two toilets. Like one on the bottom level, one on the top uh, top level level. And Jesse says that Jose will go and use the <laughs> the toilet on the bottom level and then be butt naked and <laughs> finish up on at the toilet on the top level before he hops in the shower. Which is so <laughs> bananas. Listen, y'all. I was like, wait, what? What's happening there? What? Who? What? And does he not feel empowered enough to be able to say, you can't do that? Obviously, he doesn't. Obviously, he doesn't. He doesn't feel comfortable in his own home. But does say that Jose is really, really lazy. Jose says that he's not lazy. Um, but he's a total hot ass mess. Can you imagine who in one day does this? <laughs> She's being way too nonchalant about that mess. First of all, that jacket is familiar. See that jacket the with the brown fur? That's her jacket, just FYI. I think that what they did for the shot was they threw all the stuff from her luggage and all the stuff from his luggage on her bed and been like, hey, he's a hot mess. And to prove it, I'm going to show you guys. So look at this photo, right, April? You see the see the blue shirt? Mm -hmm. And then the brown furry jacket? Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. What does that look like? Does that look like the brown furry jacket right there? Mm -hmm. Just saying. So apparently he's messy. She calls him uh, to come and clean the mess and it's too messy, all the stuff. Okay, I guess. Between, you know, the naked, the naked, the naked. The naked toilet, stroll up the stairs. That, all of it. That and the mess, It's you're, you're doing too much. So uh, that same evening, they're going to go visit her friend Andrea. And this is where I was just like, I'm not into any of this. Andrea has, as you guys know, has had doubts about this relationship. She's meeting Jose. She's trying to communicate with him. But again, there's that language barrier. And she wants to know if it's going to last. Um, and Louise is doing this like slow, broken English situation with him. 
and he literally says that he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, he doesn't. He hasn't known what's going on this whole relationship. <laughs> He's just all he is is happy to be in the UK. UK chicken. Stop it. Just stop it. So he's like, you know what? Uh, to Cameron, he's like, I don't understand what's going on. They're talking too fart. And the producer's like, too fart? You mean fast? He's like, yeah, too fart. And because he couldn't pronounce it, he's like, yeah, no, no, they're talking too quickly. <laughs> he didn't say quickly. He said too quick. But I laughed because I was, I've done that, though, where I can't think of the word. And so I just changed the word, same meaning. I will change a whole sentence. Like, and just give up on a word. That's it. But yep. at the very least, like, I know that he can't go out and work, but he could keep the place tidy and he could go out and just like film stuff for his videos in the future, like get some background that you want to use, you know? He's not going to do any of that. He's not doing anything. He's got one song, April. I thought he, okay, I haven't been to his YouTube page, but. I thought he had a couple, no? I mean, maybe. I haven't been to his YouTube page, but I've heard one song, the chicken song, and that's it. I'm going to investigate his YouTube page when we get done with this. Fair. Keep me posted. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> Andrea wants to know what her intentions are with Louise. Now, I've already said there's been this whole language barrier situation, but his answer really pissed me off because it was again, going. I felt like I was flashing back to how they made such a big deal about him sleeping with prostitutes and then there was no resolution, but then they got married. Like why even ask what his intentions are if he's gonna have this bullshit answer? So his answer was much love, much, much love. love, much working, strong, Wow. Wow. Baby. Wow. The, the answer was like caveman talk. Just give the man a friggin' phone and use a translator already. But I'm giving you verbatim what his answer was. Yes. Much love. Much working. Strong. And three wows. My note just says what? Like if I was the friend and that was the question I asked, meanwhile, let me set up the backdrop, y'all. Let me set up the backdrop of this. So she's asking him a very important question for you know someone who means a lot to her. Meanwhile, these fools, first of all, okay, first, and this might just be the Canadian in me. And April, you haven't told me, what are you representing right now? Where are you? <laughs> I am American today. Oh, she's American today, okay. So even in American culture, I know that I have tons of American friends that do the same thing. Well, number one, you don't show up at someone's house that you've never been to ever without a gift. It's super rude. You don't, you don't have, you just showed up. Wait, what? You're unwelcome. What? No wine, no cookies. Like I just have never seen it done before, but they both show up. Knock, knock, knock at Andrea's house empty-handed then number two they have the audacity to sit on her couch thank god they took their shoes off because you guys already know how i feel about it and you know that i would have gone on a 20-minute tangent about this but i don't have to because the shoes are off and the only reason i know their shoes were off because 
he she had her feet up on his lap barefooted and with his unclean nasty you've been traveling i don't even know but he's rubbing her feet you're not at home you yeah, are not really home gross. friends what extreme you extremely disgusting the gift part i don't think that she louise is the kind of person who thinks about that because she has not she didn't even receive a gift from louise when she arrived in columbia um her wedding was horrible she did not receive wedding gifts from the family that we saw she didn't receive any kind of wedding gift from louise so I don't think that she's the kind of person who would even think, let's take a gift over my friend's house because you're meeting her for the first time. And he most certainly would not. He arrived with one bag. Yeah, I wasn't into it. I wasn't into it. Then we find out that he says that he likes the UK. And then this is how it goes, April. Likes UK children. Can you... Can you give me some type of context to what the fuck you're talking about? Because I, what? So Louise tries to explain it out that they've had two failed visas, but he's here now, even though he's on a visitor's visa, y'all, a visitor's visa for 90 days, they're planning for a baby. April? Uh, this is ridiculous. They're obviously planning to apply for a spousal visa once he's here. I don't know how strict the UK is about that. The US has a 30-day presumption. If you try to do that within 30 days, they're going to presume that there was uh, visa fraud. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I'll tell you how it plays out. Spoiler alert, we already talked about this weeks ago. I don't know when on some show I already told you guys, but for those of you guys that didn't catch that show, they do get pregnant. She posted about it. They're expecting a baby. And she talks about the whole situation, what clinic she went to, baby shower, baby reveal, the whole thing. Um, no, thank you. I'm sh I, I can't believe that they did this, April. I cannot believe that they did this. I can't either. I want for every person who decides that they want to have a baby... I want you to be in a situation where you can be taken care of properly, where you don't have extra stress and worries because of your financial situation or the support that's around you. It is a very hard experience. It is the closest that you will come to death and survive. So please plan for, for a better situation for yourself and your child. If you have the opportunity to plan it. I know that everything is not planned. Please, 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 for you and for that child, don't do this. That part. Um, next up, we finally see a familiar face from season one. Uh, Katie and Alejandro are finally appearing in episode five and episode six. What are your thoughts overall on them so far? I was happy to see them again. Super happy to see them again. Um, again, you guys, sorry for the spoiler, but super sad about real life where things are. I'm still trying to see how this whole thing's going to pan out because we know that 
Uh, spoiler alert! If you don't want to know, close your ears right now. But they are no longer together. They split up, and Katie's heartbroken and mending her heart right now. And we send all the love to you, Katie, right now. Um, so I'm really surprised by that because uh, you know I've been rooting for them, and they were fan favorites from season one. And everyone just loves Katie so very much. But uh, we start off in the UK. She misses Alejandro very, very much. She loves him so much. Uh, it's been nine months as of filming at that time uh, that they had been together. They're getting married in Mexico in just a few days. Uh, she has her dress. Uh, she had her Hindu. And if you don't know what a Hindu is, it's um, her bridal shower. So she's all ready. And they had a really good time. She's happy. She's bringing family with her. It's going to be a whole shindig. Alejandro is stressed out because the wedding's going to be in Mexico. And she's like, your country, you plan it. What were your thoughts on that? I mean, to some degree, she is correct. Because she's not going to know the proper legal requirements or even the requirements for the church or event hall. But it was very dismissive the way that she said it. She could have said, what can I do from here that would be helpful? I didn't like it. Sorry, Kate, I didn't like it. I feel like you could have got involved. I've gone to plenty destination weddings and it's possible to get involved in your destination wedding. So if you if you treated it like a destination wedding and maybe you guys were on a budget and that's why Alejandro was doing everything. But even if you hired you know, like a day player, like what are the things that are essential? I think that A, some of the stress would have gotten off of Alejandro. B, some of the day of stresses for you, like hair and makeup and and even like where to drop off suitcases, all of that stuff, they would have been non-starters because guess what? You would have already known and you've already uh, checked it out and you already planned it. But that's just me. Right. I like to have, I like to say I'm spontaneous with a plan. I wouldn't even say I'm spontaneous. I like everything to be planned. I like to know what's going on. So that I wouldn't have been able to be like Katie and just be like, oh, I'll show up and see what you've got going on. Um, I'm not spontaneous at all. And I don't like surprises. Are they the couple that got fired? No, they didn't get fired. They broke up. Um, I like spontaneous. I can be spontaneous. Absolutely. My mom will tell you I'm too spontaneous, but <laughs> I, I do like a plan. So <clears throat> he has been stressing because it's been about the documents. And it was interesting that they brought up the documents so early in the episode, because we find out later in the episode that that's one of the things that was an issue for them to not get married. Um, and do you know anything about like, the documentation and marriages, maybe even if you talk from um, an American perspective and an immigrant that's coming over, what documentation that they need? Yeah, so I'll do it two different ways. First, I'll tell you, for Mexico, if you need to go there and you're trying to get residency or anything, uh, I made some mistakes because I didn't, I just didn't know that other countries have different requirements. Be I mean, just a huge American blind spot on me. But 
you need to get your documents specifically for Mexico apostilled before you go. Because a lot of our documents that we have, we're issued one time in life and that's our document for life. And that's not the same way in other countries. So you have to take it to, at the time that I got this done, it was a bank. It could be other places now and get an apostille certificate and then go to the Mexican consulate and get them to verify it before you go to Mexico so that they can, it's like a notary. It's like another level of notarization to show that the document's valid. I had to do that for my birth certificate, Taylor's birth certificate, for our school records, everything that I needed to get started in my job to get Taylor registered for school. I had to get that done before I left here. And that's where Katie messed up with her birth certificate. Mm. Um, from the perspective of coming to the United States, um, the biggest thing that happens is that if you live in a country where it is not common for your birth certificate to be issued at the time that you were born, you need to have a second civil authority, a judge or register or something to certify that your birth certificate is true, even though it was issued late. Gotcha. There you go, April, with all of the immigration information that you need. Uh, definitely check her out if you have legitimate questions, y'all. Not like, <laughs> hey, hey, girl, hey, none of that nonsense, because no one got time for that. Um, the pregnant couple, no, the pregnant couple O'Reilly did not get fired either. Y'all are just running amok. You guys are just <laughs> posting whatever you want to post, doing whatever you want to do, talking what you ever want to talk about. Listen, you are not immune to that. I've I've heard what you and Tyree have been up to on TikTok. Oh, on TikTok, girl. Listen, TikTok. I gotta get on the clock app and see what's going on. Every TikTok is gonna be everyone's downfall. Mark my words right now. Y'all go on TikTok. You think it's like a thirty-second little thing, or you go live. You guys are having too much fun, and then pow, pow, pow. Y'all got to be careful with those legal documents that you signed when you decided to be on the show. Be very careful. So, um, Katie says, Your country, your problem. You are planning the wedding. Uh, and then she's like, do you want to kill me? Because I think she realized how that came across. She's super excited that her family is joining her for her wedding. She's nervous about it because this, okay, so love Katie. Love you, Katie. Love you. But sometimes you say things that just, I'm like, wait, what? So she says that she's nervous because her family has never been to a country like Mexico. Yeah. What did that mean, Katie? What does that mean? You don't have to tell us, just reflect on it. Also, Guadalajara is not that hard to say. I'm, a, I, I'm gonna take April's lead right there. Normally I would have a lot to say, um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it with April. Just go ahead and, and take a seat and, and have some thoughts about what that, how that came across and whether you're, you're okay with how that sounded. Mm -hmm. That's my new approach for when I hear somebody say something that I think it might be racist. I'll just be like, you don't have to explain it to me. Just think about it yourself. 
April, first of all, you're just a better person than you. You're <laughs> even though I'm the Canadian, you are definitely much kinder. Um, I I will not be doing that. <laughs> I will be still talking all the things all the time. Cause if I don't, I will burst. And I've already told you, I we talked about it. Like I just have too many things going on all the time that I can't I some of it has to come out. And if I'm gonna keep everyone's secrets and everything separate and all the things, I'm gonna need to talk shit sometimes. And so here I am. And so I, I personally did not like that, but again, I'm taking the high road and sit down and think about, does that sound proper to you? Cause like, please compare what other countries that they have traveled to and why that should even be said, but whatever. <laughs> now the town is nice too. Maybe they met somewhere more tropical. You're giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's also nice of you. I, I didn't feel like it was what she was saying. Listen, when it doesn't feel right, sit right, sound right, it's not right. That's it. Um, she arrives at the airport. She's got on this whole bride-to-be shirt, a, this really fancy bride-to-be hat. Uh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but I thought it was adorable for her because it's part of like her bubbly personality. Uh, would you do it? Absolutely not. Do something to invite strangers to talk to me. <laughs> that and like, yeah, no. Mm -mm. Nope. Anyway, I travel to the airport like this. <laughs> Listen, y'all are lucky. When I get to the airport, this is what happens. First of all, I'm nine out of 10 times running late. And I don't know if you have this trick. I don't even know if I want to tell this trick to the whole world so everyone does it. But I have a trick that I do that my bags get there. I check in and then I'm going to be at some bar restaurant kicking it near my gate. That is, that's what I do every time I travel. I don't need I don't need extra like hey although I will say this I did meet I have met some interesting people at the airport I'll say that one of my old bosses used to say that I was missing out on opportunities for more business by not talking to people at the airport oh I'm sure that's true especially as an immigration attorney where you know international travelers. Yeah, but I was like, it's my, it's my client time. You should try it. You should try it. See what, see what, it, like, just do something different next time. We'll see. I, I'm flying next month. Well, maybe I will. Like on one of your short trips. Be like, hey, I'm having a glass of wine at the bar. How are you? Where are you from? Blah 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 blah. Yeah, try it. Let me know how that works out for you. We'll see. We'll see. So she arrives at the airport. She's got her fancy air uh, bride-to-be outfit on. And she has a connecting flight in Cancun to Guadalajara. Uh, but she finds out that it got canceled. And now I haven't... So I've had flights canceled. I've had flights delayed. But not to the extent that the next flight is not for three days. First of all... I. Oh, I was about to say something that was so rude. What <laughs> airline are you traveling? Because there are some airlines that are known to be a little bootleg, in my personal opinion. So were you traveling on the most special, important day of your life? 
on some cockamamie airline. Cause like, again, April, I'm a spontaneous person, but I'm a planner. And if I'm like, hey, this is my wedding journey. A, what I'm not about to do is buy a budget two by four ticket. Second of all, I'm flying first class because like, how many times are you supposed to get married in your life? And especially if it's a destination wedding, like do it up. But that's just me. I, what I'm not about to do is have my flight canceled and then find out that there's no other flight for three days. That's not going to happen. Natatat, we are not naming names here. <laughs> I want to tell you something that happened to me. You will not believe the airline that this happened on. I'll believe it. You not, Well, no. there's two American different airlines involved. First story, I get American to the airport. <laughs> no. I get United. to the airport. Okay, then go. Get to the airport in Morocco and my flight is gone. So I call the airline and they're like, oh yeah, we had to change the flight time, but we didn't have your email address. So the flight's gone. We're going to put you on a, a partnering airline to come out later on today. So I wait in the airport all day long for the partner flight. 30 minutes before the partner flight, everybody who's standing in line with me just starts sighing heavily because they've all received an email saying the partner flight is now canceled. I still didn't get the email. Two different airlines. What airlines? Air Canada was the first one. Stop it. I'm not kidding Stop you. Stop it. Air Canada was the first no. one. I get there. The whole counter, no. is, the whole counter is shut down. And I called it so casually. They were like, oh, yeah, we changed the flight time, but we don't have your email address. So you didn't get the notification. The second one, Air France. And let me tell you something about French people. When they canceled that second flight, those French people were ready to riot. Okay. They were in a hurly burly. Okay. They told us the next flight out was three days later. Those French people went bonkers in line. Sounds about right. Bonkers. Did Air Canada did Air Canada upgrade you? So I ended up my flight that finally did go out was Air France. They did not upgrade me, but I got uh, it was like maybe four hundred dollars back. Oh no, we're gonna have to chat chit chat. We'll chit chat about about all of that because first of all, what you're not about anyways. That's another story. <laughs> Air Canada, rude, <laughs> right on their end, um, but they absolutely should have upgraded you and given you like a couple thousand dollars. But okay, so <clears throat> she needs to be there the next day, which also is something that I wouldn't do. Like, why? Why? What? Why so last minute? Like, your flight's here. You know that airlines tend to not always be on time. So, like, why not give yourself a little bit of leeway? on your wedding day, but she needs to be there the next day because they need to do a blood test in order to have their wedding. Do you know anything about that? Um, so I know that Mexico does it. Iceland does it. There are some countries where you have to get a blood test done for STDs and also genealogy before you get married. Um, so Mexico is one of them. Iceland does it supposedly because their population is so small. They want to make sure you don't marry too closely a relative, too close of a relative. We, there's no cousin marrying over here going on. 
Yeah. We were bringing no nasty nasties up in our country. <laughs> and it used to actually, it used to be required in the U.S. I would have to research to see when they stopped doing it, but the U.S. used to require blood tests before you got married as well. Wow. They should maybe re-implement that because y'all be running amok. Yeah, some people don't tell you the truth about what their medical history is. But now I think the fear is, I think the reason why it stopped was because the fear of the government having that information. Yeah, and I could, I could see why that would be a fear in the U.S. Um, so she has to be there the next day. Um, my note says cluster mess, but you can infer what I meant when I said that. <laughs> Uh, she's on hold with the airlines, uh, and they say, Sitiente minutos. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> if I crack my own self up. <laughs> Okay. Fast forward to Alejandro. Uh, he realizes that there's something up with Katie's connecting flight. It's canceled, but he's trying to contact the airlines to no avail. No one's answering. So he's going to go to the airport anyways and wait because he really needs her to get there and he wants to be there no matter what. Um. But he's like, you know, if she's not on the flight, it's going to be no wedding. He's stressed out. He's panicking. She's panicking. Um, and he's waiting for Katie. And as he's panicking, you can you can tell that he's stressing out. And he, you can tell he's not like easy, happy-go-lucky Alejandro that we met last season. Like he's definitely been like uptight this whole episode. Um, and he's pissed. He's like, there was no message, no calls. But we remember on her way there that she had like dodgy cell service. So she sent what she can send and then she had to catch the flight, right? Right. Um, so he's upset. So he's messaging her mom, which I thought was interesting because you guys, we never met her, Katie's mom in season one. We do meet her at this wedding, but it was really always about her Nana, her grandmother. And so I thought it was interesting that he was calling Katie's mom and not the grandma for the tea. But then I thought, well, maybe the mom didn't want to film and that's why she was not on the show and they are closer than I would think. Um, but yeah, all those thoughts ran into my mind that he's calling the mom and we're like, we don't even know her mom. We haven't even seen a picture of her yet. Who, what, where, why, what? But that's how my mind thinks. Mm -hmm. No new friends. <laughs> <laughs> like Drake said, by the way, Drake, I know you watch these videos low key with my baby daddy, but um, the fact that you went to Rogers Arena yesterday and first of all, you went out for Italian, an amazing Italian spot, had an amazing time, and then you went over to Rogers Arena at six, concert starts at eight, and at 5.57, the concert was canceled. Why? No, I'm not joking, but that did happen, April. <laughs> Why? No new friends. Get it together, Rogers Arena. Okay, so. 
as he's calling her mom, Katie comes through the doors uh, instead of like, oh my God, I'm so excited to meet you and see your beautiful face and kiss and hug. And this is our marriage time. And oh my God, my soulmate is here. And, oh. He's like, why don't you why touch, me? touch me? And that was basically the conversation um, that whole ride home. The very next day, he's still pissed that he thinks that she didn't text him. This is like, not good. I was like, uh, is this the beginning of the downfall? It seems to be. Right? Um, so she's like, yeah, I did. I did the best I could. They uh, get to his house and she's a dog lover. We, we've met her dog on, on season one. Um, and apparently he has dogs as well. And so she's saying hi to them and it's lit at night. She wakes up the neighborhood. He's pissed off at that as well. And my note says, why is Alejandro being so pissy? Like, it can't just be about her not texting because let that shit go. She's here now. It seems like he's just stressed from everything. And it's unfortunate that he is having trouble adequately welcoming her. Yeah, sad to me. Um, but she made it. Made it for the next day. Alejandro's parents make breakfast, have a little small talk, and then they need to go get their blood test. Um, Alejandro's still mad at her. And um, then there was like a weird little lost in translation thing. And I'm going to bring up uh, this one thing that I thought was hilarious. Uh, so there's a lost in translation situation. Um, but the family basically wants to know, like, what are the traditions when you get married? Which I think it's like, why are we talking about this, you know, the day before the wedding? Like, again, it's just like, we're with the planning and all this. But, like, are there any British wedding traditions that we should know about? And Katie makes a joke, like, no, you know, just know that Brits know how to party and they drink a lot etc cetera, etc cetera. um and then there's some um, thing that they did at her hendu which is this dance thing that they do all while they're sitting on the floor and they kind of like go back and forth and then we find out it's actually not a british tradition it's just a drunk tradition <laughs> <laughs> now <clears throat> for those of you that have not been to the uk there's a lot of ale drinking in the UK, a lot of it. Like, I'm surprised. I, I feel like they must just have a really high alcohol content. Like, or, um, what am I trying to say? Tolerance. Tolerance. Because, like, listen, y'all, you'll, it'll be three in the afternoon. They're finishing up work and they're like, let's go to the pub. Now, this is not just like a regular pub. This is the pre-pub before you go to the actual pub. You have a couple of pints. You play some pool. At 5 o'clock, you're actually going to the pub pub. You go to the pub, you're having some more drinks. And then I'm like, but isn't this just like a Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is happening right now? <laughs> so um, I say all that to say that Katie says her family's going to be like the life of the party. There's going to be a lot of drinking, a lot of dancing. Hope that's okay. And you know that on the flip side, Alejandro's parents 
are uh, deeply religious and probably not drinkers. So he was trying to say that, you know, there's a lot of um, differences between the two families. <sighs> okay, so <clears throat> mom, grandma, her sister Millie and her friend Hannah all arrive. Alejandro and her go to the airport to pick them up. He's stressed out because everything's gone bad in his opinion ever since Katie's flight got rescheduled. They get there. And I was like, have, do you not know any women, Alejandro? Because again, like, A, have you not dated? And B, do you not know any women? He's pissed off that they have so much luggage. So it's four women flying internationally guaranteed y'all it's going to be at least two two suitcases each so like what are you complaining about he was like i wasn't ready for all this luggage he's like they think they're not on holiday it's like they they're moving here and i was like mm, no did you want to say something to that no i agree with you I, I also was wondering why Katie didn't say, should we get a larger vehicle to pick them up or? I think they did that for time? sure. Cause he had, a, if you notice when they picked them up, they had like a white SUV, but the next day they were driving like this blue minivan. And I wasn't gonna say anything cause I was like, oh, whatever. But I think that that's just like, I don't know. That was a production problem in my opinion. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit of a him problem too, because I even think to myself, when my sisters are coming here to visit me, I'll be like, okay, my car is only going to be okay if y'all are only bringing carry-ons. Like, I already think about that. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit on him, a little bit on her, but he's still mad from, from things that he shouldn't be mad about. Yeah. And also, if this is how you deal with stress, then we need to kind of talk about that part. Because exactly. Because he could have said out loud at that moment, oh, I'm sorry, there's more bags. I didn't plan for that. Let me come up with another plan. He didn't have to be sulking. Right. And at what point do you just let it go? That's that's my question. So uh, he's complaining about everything. He's complaining about the luggage. He's complaining about how loud they are. Um, and he literally says he's having a breakdown. You're having a breakdown because they're having a conversation and they're excited about the trip? Weirdo. Because they're asking questions? Weirdo. Um, there was a whole situation where, do you know, I, I think I'm saying it right, but the tajin, uh -huh. um, like spices, I guess you want to call Tahin, it. Uh -huh. Yeah, you put it on your fruits and all the things. Mm -hmm. So there's candies that they make out of it, and they're delicious. And there's that moment in the car where they stopped by a gas station, and then they were trying that candy, and then they were all like, spicy. I was like, first of all, it probably is spicy to you because, you know, I see the, I've seen and know about <laughs> all shades of gray food in the UK. So maybe, you know, a little spice too. Maybe you need a little spice in your life though. Um, Alejandro drops them off at the Airbnb and then it's the next day. They're going to go do paperwork. The family's going to go sightseeing. Um, they go to do the paperwork and I don't know, but allegedly 
they can't get married no matter what. That's what was said. And when Katie goes to ask Alejandro, he's like, I don't know what to tell you. They just said no. So they have a big fight at the government office. We find out that it's what April talked about, um, Katie's birth certificate being out of date. Um, and so at this point, they thought that they weren't getting married. Did you want to add anything before we get into what goes on with them in episode yeah. I mean, I'll just add that one thing you have to think about when you're going to another country is that you're used to your own kind of bureaucracy. And so even though it might be a nuisance to you, it is a tolerance level that you have for your own bureaucracy. And the same thing happens in other countries. It just feels weird or taxing to you because you're not used to their type of bureaucracy. I had to go to three different offices in Mexico to get Taylor registered for school, which was not something that I'm used to at all. But when I told my Mexican boss what was happening, he just laughed at me and was like, yeah, good luck. I'm Mexican. It was hard for me too. Every country has their own bureaucracy. So um, him having never been married before and her being foreign, they should have investigated more what the requirements were because that was something when I went to the school to find out what I needed when I went to go visit before I moved, they told me immediately, you need everything apostilled. That's an easy thing to find out if you investigate a little bit. Planning. Some more, oh, wait, that's not them. It's like, oh, that's a whole other conversation. So <clears throat> they think they're not getting married, uh, but Katie's like, that's fine. We'll just have a big party. Everyone's here anyways. And Alejandro's like, no, I'm still trying to find a solution. So he calls the lawyer friend of his and they go to the lawyer's house. And I'm assuming because it was last minute that they didn't go to his office. They went to his house. Um, lawyer looks over the paperwork, looks okay. So guess what? They can get married. So they're happy about that. They're heading over to the Airbnb to hang out with her family uh, for a, quote, pre-wedding party. First of all, when they walked in, it did not look like anyone was partying anytime soon. It looked like they were sitting there not having fun. Fussy. E exactly. Even though they're on holiday in a country that they don't normally travel to. Like, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes, you know what, April, it's so interesting. You really do find out about people when you travel with them. Like, some people will leave their whole country and go fly across the world just to do what they always do. Oh, I thought you were going to end that differently. But yeah, I agree with that. Like you were going to say they'll fly across the world to be a great big bitch. Well, I mean, if that's what you always do. <laughs> uh, but we see that her mom and her friend, um, Hannah, are all pissy. And they're like super pissy. And I, to this point, minute right now on the show don't understand what exactly they're pissy about and how we went from zero to a thousand in this moment super disrespectful and this is not even and you know i know i give you guys americans a hard time uh but this was definitely a brit like highfalutin attitude that i did not appreciate at all either so yeah um the mom and the friend are wondering why 
their luggage pre-wedding is going to end up at Alejandro's house. First of all, that sounds like an amazing plan. You don't even know where the venue is. You don't know the people at the venue, but you're marrying into Alejandro's family. So you guys are all family now. You would think that you would believe that that would be your the safest place, even safer than the Airbnb that you're renting for your stuff to go to. But instead, you want to flip it and say, why is it going there? They don't understand. <clears throat> they don't they don't know his family. Anything could happen to their valuables. So you're basically calling Alejandro and his family thieves. That's what you're doing in front of Alejandro's face. So I was surprised when he walked out because he was, again, the bigger person than me because I would have had to say something. What you're not about to do is this right here. Yeah. So <clears throat> he gets mad. She gets mad. The friend then does this weird freak out thing. And I'm just going to try to recreate it. It was like, a, what the, what, what's happening? Are you crying? Are you screaming? You're freaking out. My first reaction was, oh, this is jealousy. You're jealousy. Your, your friend has a man is getting married. And now you're making it about you. Funny you're thinking it about you is because you're miserable and jealous. You're trying to make your friend on her special wedding evening as miserable as you feel right now. And not only mm -hmm. are you being miserable, you're friggin' you have the opportunity to sit on the couch and rile up her mama. Her mama had no problems. Her mama knew she was getting married, and moms will do whatever to make their daughters happy, but because you're miserable, you made mama miserable, and then now Katie comes in and you want to make her miserable too. Didn't like it. Didn't appreciate it. That's what my gut said. And my gut is always right. See, I thought that maybe they had got upset because they were out all day trying to sightsee and didn't run into very many English speakers because it seemed like it seemed like they would have a problem with that. Well, they, we did see that scene where they're in the market and they're like, no, English, English. Yeah, the Guadalajara is not a place for that. Whatever it was, it was super weird. The freak out freaked me out. I didn't appreciate it. Uh, Alejandro leaves. And what was crazy is that we didn't get to see a resolution to this. We didn't get to see what happened, what was decided, anything. It fast forward to the wedding day where now everyone's stressed out. And all we know, it's been a it's been a week and a stressful week for all of them. And we see Katie getting ready on her wedding day alone. And she, he, this is the other thing, April. It goes to planning, in my opinion. So you're planning, and you have Alejandro's auntie doing your hair and makeup, and then you she's. It's not until she's fully done your hair and makeup and your friend pops in that you say you hate it and you want them to start from scratch. What are your thoughts on that, April, before I go, before I say something? So my thought on that was this is a white girl thing because I would have to be assured that someone in another country would know how to do my skin tone properly. And we would have to have a practice session beforehand. I feel like only somebody white would show up like they're going to know how to do me. 
and they're going to know what I need and they're going to know what I want and they're going to have the tools. I would not assume that somebody had the hair tools that I need or they had the foundation or, or um, concealer that I need. Here's what I'm going to say. Whatever, whatever race you are, what I'm not, what I wouldn't be doing is just popping in and like be like, have a go at it. Not on my wedding day. No. Not on my wedding day. Like, I, I feel like that is another example of where she could have been a little bit more involved, right? Like, if if Alejandra's aunt is a makeup artist and a, maybe a hairdresser or whatever, can I see her work? Can we talk about what it is I'm looking for? Because it's clear none of that happened if you want to literally start from scratch. And if you want to start from scratch, what were you doing the whole time you were sitting there? Like, don't waste people time. If you don't like it, say you don't like it. Don't just sit there to the end and then be like, ew. I don't want to be rude, but can we just have a redo and start again? And can I do it myself? Okay. She, so this is probably what happened. A lot of people start with the eyes and her eyes were okay. They weren't great, but then the foundation was horrible. So it was probably like after the foundation went on that she was like, Oh my God, is she going to warm this up or is it going to stay pasty like this? Cause that was not a match. Oh, I, I, I'm not really, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about makeup. I'll just say that. But what I do know is I know what I like and what I don't like. And I'm not just taking things by chance. Yeah, no. A girlfriend did my um, makeup for my wedding too. And because we got married um, on the beach, she brought several different colors because who knows what color I'm going to be by that day. Right. Right. That's the kind of prepared you need. That, that part. Um, so... She sorts out her makeup crisis. Her mom shows up. They're on route to the wedding venue. And the mom is explaining how it's English tradition, which I've never heard this before, but it's English tradition for the brides to arrive late. Uh, and then Katie's having going through a whole self-conscious moment. And I felt sad for her because I was like, this is your wedding day. This should be the day that you just feel like the princess that you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt bad for her. What is that called on the mom's head? Oh, I can't remember. Someone will know. They always know. You guys in the live chat, let us know what that little hat thing is on the mom's head that's called again. And if you're watching the replay, let us know in the comments uh, and we'll get back to you. Yes. Yeah, I felt sorry for her too. I want her to feel beautiful and, and be happy with the way that she looks. But I just, I feel like Alejandra's behavior from the beginning of her arrival is still looming. Agreed. Agreed. All right, we're moving on to uh, Michael and Mercy. Overall thoughts on Faceter? Faceter. Is that what it's called? I do think it has an F-A in the beginning. Fossifer? Fascinator. Fascinator. That's what it's called. Fascinator. Okay. Yeah. Fascinator. Um, you know I love Mercy. Okay. So is that is that your overall thoughts on that, this segment? And my overall thought is I love Mercy. I love everybody dancing for this wedding. Okay. 
I, I don't particularly care for Michael. I don't think she's going to be happy in the UK, but I do love Mercy. She was having a lot of doubts that I'm just like, I don't even know why they got married. Like there are too many, she's having more than just cold feet. She's having a like crazy doubts and that unhappy look that uh, Louise has, she has them, has them like times 10. Yeah, oh, she's not. Oh, I missed something. I wanted to show you guys something. Can I just oh. show you guys this before? Yeah, show us something. I thought it was so cute. When Alejandro was getting ready in his little wedding outfit, I just thought it was really. Like a little mariachi. I loved it. I really did love it. Okay, so. <clears throat> um, Michael and Mercy, it's the morning of their wedding. He's getting ready. Uh, she's getting ready. Everyone's getting ready. Her friends are so happy for her. Uh, but she's not feeling it. That's what she said. She's not feeling the mood. It's her wedding day. She's not excited about it. She's not happy about it. She's thinking about having to move to England. She's not really happy about that at all. And there's a couple of things that have happened here, April, that I, I really do need to get your opinion. So, Michael's best man is, his name is Max, and he was very handsome, by the way. And Max is, and I'm not, I'm just saying that he was handsome, y'all. And I, oh, I forgot to take the picture that uh, Michael sent me at, on Instagram. I forgot to take, I forgot to post it. But anyways, Michael's best man is Mercy's best friend's boyfriend. Now, why is that? Because in the first four episodes, all we saw was Michael and his mates. And his mates had a lot to say about, about Mercy. And they were all in. And one even did like a background check on a woman that he never met before. So you're going to do all of that, be all up in Michael's business, but not take the trip to your mate's wedding and not actually even be in the wedding. And the second thing is, okay, so your friends are trash as far as I'm concerned but you have both of your sons and your dad there and they can't be your best man what is happening here I'm reading all the things into it what are your thoughts April because I'm like your side of the family is not going to represent whatsoever your friends or your family this is all going to be on Mercy and her family mm -hmm. so my first thought was is he trying to avoid paying for the like clothes that his friend or family would need to be in the wedding is that why because his son just seemed to have on like regular clothes like regularity clothes and then the second thing i was thinking was maybe they had to give him a best man to tell him like what to do as the ceremony was going on and that's why his and so that's why it had to be one of or his dad couldn't be part of it I'm just speculating, child. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. What do you guys think? Let us know in the live chat. If you're watching the replay, let us know in the comments below. Would you be okay with none of your friends showing up to your wedding? And clearly, you're, it's not like a last-minute wedding. It's, it's like a destination yeah. wedding. And yeah. if none of your friends showed up, but you did bring some family members, would you be okay with them not being a part of the, the wedding? 
Like you, anyways, you clearly have two sons. And like, why can't your dad be your best man? You flew him all the way to Kenya to what? Sit in the street clothes? Stop it. Stop it. Um, Mercy's not feeling it. She feels like it's a mistake. This is on her wedding day, y'all. She's just like, is this a mistake? Uh, then the dancing starts. It's a whole celebration. Michael and uh, Max are dancing down the aisle. And here's where I was like, oh, we're going to just do this again. Because Michael's like, oh, I, so much for just walking down the aisle. I have to dance down the aisle. What, what's with all the dancing? Dancing in the beginning of the ceremony. And then they have a whole cake cutting cake ceremony that they dance at that too and i was like you know your ignorance is just pouring out of your your pores and i'm not impressed with it did you like that comment i didn't like a lot of michael's comments i didn't like the way that he talked to mercy in the first episode that we saw him in i don't like the i have a problem with people who participate in cultures that they have disdain for yeah, agreed. Like it, it really burns me up every time I have to see Angela in any kind of Nigerian garments. Speaking of Nigerian um, garments, this is a tradition that I had not ever heard of. And um, I'm definitely going to have to ask Kenyan friends about this because I not I don't know all things African, but this is something that I, I feel like I would have known about. So um <clears throat> apparently in uh a traditional Kenyan wedding, which is funny because I just put that down. You know what they said on the show? Because I always write verbatim, they said a proper African traditional wedding. That is not true. This, that is not true. So, uh, apparently, in a traditional Kenyan wedding, the spouse-to-be, groom-to-be, husband-to-be, has to pick out between two girls that are draped in uh, Kenyan fabric. He has to pick out who his bride is. And if he picks the wrong one, he has to pay a fine. Um, and so I just thought that was interesting because I have not heard that before. What were your thoughts on that? I've never heard it before. If it if it's a real cultural thing that happens, it's a little fun game they play. If it's not, it's a hilarious way to get more money out of him. Yeah, but <laughs> he picked correctly and I'm sure he was sweating bullets. <laughs> if, if it, you know, I wonder if there's a telltale sign that the couple's supposed to have between them where she can signal which one she is in, in some small way. I mean, like if we were about to get married and I tell the guy, okay, I'm going to be swaying from left to right so you'll know which one is me. Or, you know, like so, some kind of symbol between them that they're supposed to know. Yeah, that's fair. But also, if you just look at this, you could tell which one is more uh, has more fabric and pizzazz when you look <laughs> to the the bottom. 
um with all like the frills on the bottom right so that would be my guess which is it is the I don't know how you guys are seeing it, but the one with the frills on the bottom and the white, that ends up being Mercy. Um, and then, like I said, there's more dancing. They cut the cake. And this is where Mercy says something that I thought was 100% contradictory to everything I know about traditional African weddings. She says that Kenyan African weddings are really just go with the flow. No, they're not. You just finished telling people who don't know anything about Africa that it's a two-day ceremony, which it is. And in Ghana, it's, it can be up to three days. And it's a whole celebration and the whole tribe, the whole village comes in. But now, under your breath, you're going to say that it's just a go with the flow. And I really feel that they said that, and this is just my personal opinion, that they said that because they didn't show us the actual ceremony. They didn't show us, um, you know, exchanging of the vows. They didn't show us a lot of things that even if it's not um, necessarily changing wedding bands, there is a ceremony that binds you together with your future spouse. So you showed us like the picking of the, of the bride thing, which again, I'm going to have to get back to you guys. I don't believe it for one minute. And then the second thing is you showed us the cake and then you said, Oh, by the way, even though we told you for the last like four episodes that it's a big deal and it's a big traditional wedding. Ah, can you let to just go with the flow? I was like, maybe for her, this is go with the flow. That is not what this is for me. <laughs> Uh, Joslo, do you want to answer this? Joslo says, what does he do to decide? Does he touch them, feel them, smell them? What did the guy say? That he's allowed to look, but he can't touch? Yeah. Yeah. It's by sight only. Um, I already did that. Okay, this, this, this. We meet a new cast member this episode Rebecca first impressions of Rebecca and uh, we meet Christian just a little bit my first impression of Rebecca is that we have such an interesting contradiction where her self-esteem is concerned she obviously like has a positive image of herself to go out and do the belly dancing but she also has a poor image of herself when it comes to her dating and her value in in dating. Such an interesting contradiction. I agree with you 100%. And it's so, it's so interesting to me how we can put on several hats, right? So uh, we can put on our professional hat and maybe, uh, actually, I'll do it like this. It's like Beyonce's. Beyonce in real life is like an introvert and quiet. I can't even recall how many times I've ever seen her actually sit down and do an interview. But then when she gets on stage, her alter ego pops out and all of a sudden she's the biggest extrovert. She's putting herself out there. And I just find it interesting that oftentimes we're all a little bit like that, you know? Uh, Becca says, so true, April. 
Yeah. So I'm excited to get to know her more. And I have a question about Christian. Um, did you hear him when he was talking to his mom? And if you were paying attention, what language are they speaking? Portuguese, I think. Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I know it wasn't Spanish. Um, but I don't know. I have to look that up. But it sounded to me like it was Portuguese. Okay. Because I was thinking because they're in Argentina that maybe it was Italian. But I feel like if it was Italian, I would have recognized at least one or two words. Mm. And I recognize none of that. So I was like, this is interesting. I would like to know more about his background. Yeah, me too. And if you guys uh, know, watching the replay or in the live chat, if it's not Portuguese and you know what it is, I'm sure one of you guys will say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Rebecca, 27 from the UK. She's in telecommunications and she's also a belly dancer. Um, She really talks about how belly dancing instills confidence in her. Uh, She's been unlucky in love. Um, until she met Christian and uh, she met him on a cruise while she was with her grandparents uh, on a cruise to Norway and he was working in the gift shop and I'm going to tell you something if y'all ever been on a cruise the gift shop (laughs) is where never go to the gift shop yeah never unless there's an emergency emergencies only and even if there is emergency Wait till you're docked and even go to like the little marketplace wherever you're docked. The gift shop <laughs> should be the last place you go. Yes. I say all that to say that Christian was working the gift shop on the cruise. And I guess her Nana uh, spoke to him first and thought he was, you know, a good looking fella. And so she's the one that hooked this whole thing up. So I'm also going to need Nana to make some appearances and take some accountability for what's about to happen here. So Christian, we find out, is coming to the UK on a fiancé visa, even though they're not engaged technically, she said, but they plan to or have to get married in six months. Anything to add to that, April? Because I think it's weird. Like, if they can get this... um, fiance visa without actually being engaged and that gives them six months then why did jose and louise not go that same route and just do a 90-day tourist visa it sounds like he got maybe that is one of the ones they no she said that they applied for a visit visa for jose so why didn't they it maybe she's not a citizen for the U.S., at least, you have to be a citizen to do a fiancé visa. You can't be a resident or have any other, you know, student status or anything like that. The U.K. does allow citizens and settled status to be able to um, do a fiancé visa, but we don't know what Louise's status is. We do know that her mom is Jamaican, so maybe she was born there. Maybe no, she's born I in the U.K. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um. But I thought it was interesting that they're doing a fiance visa for him anyway, as opposed to him just being able to come and visit on a visitor's visa because he's he's Argentinian. They have a pretty strong passport. Um, and if they're speaking Portuguese now, I thought they were speaking uh, Italian, even though I was like, this it doesn't really make sense. A lot of people who are Argentine have dual citizenship with another country. So even if he wasn't traveling on that passport, he could travel on the second one. 
So I, this whole thing is, I, I want to know more about his background and why they chose for him to do a fiance visa at all. Why pay for that and not just have him come and visit, get to know him a little bit more. Um, this would not have happened in the U.S. You have to show proof of the engagement. So That's show proof of your plans to get married. That's the part I'm shocked about, April. Like, you can get a fiance visa without being engaged. Then why doesn't everyone just do that? This is an interesting twist that the UK allows this. 100%. So they are going for uh, drinks, or not, excuse me, they are. Rebecca's going for drinks with friends, um, and she is catching them up on all things. Sorry, you guys. Let me just do this real quick. Perfect. All things Rebecca and Christian. Uh, she tells him that he's arriving in a few days to live there permanently. And, you know, the friends are always like, um, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, and then they want to talk about it, right? So one says, which is true, you guys, now listen up, because I was like, I, they didn't give us the name of the friend. They were just like, these are her friends. But I would have loved to have quoted her directly because she's like, well, now wait a minute. You realize that these ship employees have ship wives and ship families. And they have significant others in all of the regular ports. I'm going to tell you that that is 100% a true fact. So they then say, how long have you known him? And she saw him after the um, cruise for one full day and including the 10 days of the cruise. So 11 days total. Now, again, I don't know if y'all have never been on a cruise, but when you're on a cruise, you're in a bubble. And it's even more bubble-ish bubble -ish. Than, if, than if you're just on a holiday. Because on a holiday, you're out there and you're, you're maybe interacting with um, the regulars or the people that live, the commoners or the people that live <laughs> in the, the cities that you're, you're in or you're staying with friends and relatives whatever the case, but you're mixing and mingling with the locals. On a ship, cruise ship, you and everyone else is from somewhere. You guys are in this microcosm that you think is like a world, but it's an artificial world. And all the things are available to you 24 hours a day. And then even when you dock, most of you just go on the ship made excursions. And even if you don't go on the ship excursions, you go to like the tourist spots that they tell you to go to. So you're not really ever interacting with the locals. So it's like a whole false sense of travel. And so 10 days in the bubble, I don't even know if you, and plus he's working at the gift shop that I told you, you should never go to. Like, I don't know, April. Yeah. Plus you're not even supposed to, when you're a ship employee, you're not supposed to fraternize with the guests. So how much time could they have really been spending together? Because he's had to do it clandestinely. Clandestinely? Yep. Clandestinely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, obviously makes it part of the fun, but still. Danger, Will Will Robinson? 
Danger, <laughs> yeah. Will Robinson. Danger. Uh, <clears throat> so her friends are making her doubt her judgment. Um, and this is where she alludes to previously she's gone from one mistake to another. And this is where she only alluded to it, you guys. But let me tell you something. She should have started with her backstory. <laughs> so uh, we meet Christian. We know he works on a cruise ship. Uh, he says he's good with women, which was my first red flag for him. Uh, he then said women are easy to meet for him and especially the girls on board. And one of the things that made him special was he's the only person that looked like him on board, which true, right? So he's a good looking fellow. And then he comes across, think about it, you guys. He comes across women all day long, every single day. And then y'all that go in the gift shop, because I know some of you guys will not heed my warning, you run into Christian. And, you know, you lose your mind because you're in the bubblicious bubble. Mm -hmm. So he goes on to say that he gets a lot of attention. He says that he is a self-proclaimed playboy. If he had to rate himself from one to 10, he's definitely a solid nine. That's him saying it, not me. I'm just literally telling you how he's describing himself. <laughs> um, anyone, like any female approached him, he wouldn't say no. And he loves the single life. Does that, any of that sound like someone that is ready to move and get married? In Not a single solitary bit of it. Nope. Um, he goes on to say, which, whatever. He has preferences. He likes blonde hair and blue eyes. So Rebecca fits his profile. And then this is where I was like, I know April and I will probably not agree on this whole dating philosophy, but let's see, hit me with it. Well, he just basically said that he knows that uh, he wants to leave Argentina because he will have a better life in the UK. And you and I have talked about this and we kind of sit on polar opposites on the part where, you know, you put in your dating profile, if you online date, that you were in X location when really you're in Y location. I'm just not a fan of it. <laughs> but he is, and he wasn't even on a dating app. He was at his job, minding his business, knew that uh, he might want to be at the UK, meets the UK girl, and pa-pow! He doesn't even have to propose to her. He gets to go there for six months, and then maybe if he works, works out, it's all good. But here, you guys, is when Christian gave us another red flag and the another red flag said, one, he said he's a ladies' man. And two, he said, you cannot change a man's essence. And so it's the angel and the devil. And he still plans on listening to both. And what I read through that, he doesn't care. He doesn't care if he's going to get married. He's still going to be a ladies' man. And guess what? He's going to cheat on that woman over and over and over again because you cannot change a man's essence. Yeah, he has no, he's not going into this with good intentions. And poor Christine is Rebecca. Unfortunately, yeah, Rebecca. Poor Rebecca is, uh, doesn't seem to have the wherewithal to say, no, I'm not doing this. And why? 
why you may ask well let me tell you why first of all rebecca had rebecca's family her dad specifically has concerns about this whole situation now her um uncle is fully supporting her because her uncle can relate and he's a kind of like a fly by the seat of your pants person as well but the dad her dad is not for it because we find out at the very end of her segment that she's had a previous marriage she moved to turkey in 2016 dated a guy at the hotel that she was working at married him three days uno dos tres three days after the wedding everything went south he didn't even have the kahunas y'all to tell her to her face he texted her and was like yeah i don't want to be with you anymore so no bueno no. hot mess patterns beget patterns and i wish that she would take a minute to figure out what exactly is going on here because he's supposed to show up at the airport. It's the day she's supposed to pick him up, but she hasn't talked to him in a couple of days, which to me is a red flag. Like you're traveling to see me this day. Not like, Hey, I'm on my way to the airport. I'll see you soon. Love you. Can't wait to see your face. None of that. Just nothing for the past two days. And you expect this person to show up at the airport. Let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. If I don't hear from you, I'm assuming you're not coming. Exactly. I mean, and I'm talking about the same day. If your flight is later on that same day and I haven't heard from you, I'm not going to the airport. That part. That part. Nope. So this is already starting off on uh, not a great note for their relationship and her self-esteem. Agreed. Um, Shane and Mert. Yes. Shane and Mert. I like Shane. Same. Overall thoughts? I did not accept his apology. You know how I talked about how I really appreciated the fact that he spoke her love language? This episode, I was like, oh, but is he also gaslighting her with her love language? He's definitely using the fact that he knows how to surprise her, like that she likes surprises and she likes gifts to compensate for his lack of ability to emotionally connect with her and her needs and to decide how they want to structure this relationship together. Um, there doesn't seem to be any kind of, he apologized, but there's no kind of resolution on how they plan to administer, if you will, their, this relationship. How do you move forward? They're, they do don't forward? have a plan. That's what I'm saying. How do you move forward without a resolution? How do you move forward without a plan? Because this has, you flew to Turkey, Shane, to resolve this. Okay. She says her birthday was a shit show. Uh, Mert was extremely jealous. Uh, Shane spent most of her birthday crying and the next day and said that Mert's behavior borderline, excuse me, her mom, Cherie, said Mert's behavior borderline on obsession, which I am like, I could see why she would say that. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, girl. Hey. <clears throat> 
Um, so Shane wants to get a grip on this whole situation before they move forward and get married. So she is flying back to Turkey to discuss it and to kind of sort through their issues, right? Back in Turkey, they're sitting at a restaurant face to face. Uh, and she explains to Mert how he ruined her birthday uh, and the next day with the argument and talked about how it was just her, her best friend, Grace, and her mom. There was no man. There was no cheating. There was no reason to get super jealous. None of that stuff. He says, well, he saw on FaceTime that there was a man sitting at the table. Shane tried to explain that when you're in a pub, there are men everywhere and people are sitting everywhere. It's not like assigned seating, right? And so there are going to be men at, at tables that are at close vicinity to you. It doesn't mean that they're with you, right? So <clears throat> um, Mert then says that, oh, excuse me. Shane then also says that I don't appreciate the fact that you're trying to give me a curfew on my birthday. And Mert's like, well, I'm not sad for that. I'm not sorry for that, he says. Like, he didn't care. He's like, I don't feel bad about that, and I'm not going to apologize for that. He said it, and he meant it. Yeah, he said it, and he meant it, April. Ooh. And then this is where Shane starts to be like, well, no, let's discuss this more. And then he says, calm down. Careful with your voice. Wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah, I didn't care for that either. First of all, it's the like pretending you're a hysterical woman tactic. And then secondly, you're trying to use Shane's husky voice against her, which I take personally as a fellow husky. <laughs> uh, do you feel like I don't feel I don't know. I don't feel like your voice is husky at all. It is like the number one comment that I get from people when they hear me but can't see me oh really huh i i don't know i don't think i would ever ever thought that anyways curfew on her birthday he's sorry not sorry tells her to calm down careful with her voice uh he's like i can have a double standard i don't care i'm the man i can drink every day you can't drink if i'm not there you can't drink outside of the house um <laughs> you can't do anything if I'm not there, basically, is what he's saying. And she's like, you know, I'm not okay with that. Uh, you can't dictate, she says, what I can and cannot do. And instead of discussing that further, which, you know, you guys flew to be together to, to have this discussion, instead he pops out a bracelet, <laughs> apologizes for the birthday because he thinks he hurt her, and that's that. To a camera, he feels like they communicate. And this is why I was like, oh, so is he using the fact that he knows her, her love language against her? Because I don't see where there was any resolution there. And if I'm wrong, Shane, please show me where you guys resolve the communica communication component of it and where you resolve the fact that he wants to dictate, like you said, he can't dictate what you can and cannot do. So, like, how did we... What's the resolution there? What's the way forward? Because we didn't get to see it unless it got cut out. Right. But then we go on to see that um, Shane says that she loves him no matter what and wouldn't change him for the world. And even if he's a bit controlling or not. Not okay, Shane. That's not okay. 
There's so this was bothering me last week when I said I feel like he's trying to make them into a typical heteronormative relationship when they're not one. And at the time I was like, this is not really, really fully encapsulating what is bothering me. But this episode I realized it because he said something, he said something to camera about her and she and and I said he is insisting that Shane only exists as one gender when Shane is, has said, I, they, he, they, and she are all in me and they're all fine. That's the other reason why it was bothering me that I couldn't quite put my finger on. Like you don't get to ascribe a role to someone else, number one. And secondly, you don't get to ascribe a role that this person doesn't want to conform to. What she said. Uh, they're meeting Mert's parents on the way there. Uh, Shane is shaving. And, you know, I got to tell you that part of what she was doing was relatable. There's this one hair that has started to grow right here on my chin. And it comes and goes. And it's like, I don't know. I just <laughs> thought it was very relatable. It's I've always there. had a mustache. And no, it like... I don't yeah, I've always had a mustache and sometimes just like one hair will start crawling over my lip. Yeah, there's this one weird chin, like, and it's, I know exactly where it wants to grow all the time. And what's weird, you guys, is that it will just pop up one day and I'll feel like it's super long. I'll be like, where did that even come from? Yeah, why does that hair grow so long and not the hair that I want to grow long? <laughs> I did, but this is... Okay, TMI, but I like to take Biden, you know, for like what, healthy. It's like, can you, I don't know if you can Biotech? see it. Too. Yeah, it's like to help your uh, nails and your hair and everything grow. Uh -huh. And let me tell you, when I started taking it, I didn't conceptualize the fact that it makes your hair everywhere go. I had a booty hair. <laughs> I went to went to shave and then looked at the razor and was like oh, people have been looking at this you know what I love <laughs> a super adorable and B it reminded me of an interview I did and I can't think of the actor's name but I will think of it in a moment um, who I had a mic in front of him and he was whispering like this <laughs> as if he wasn't on a hot mic and that the whole world was not going to see this interview and i just love it's just you just totally flashed me back to such a special moment because that's how you know you have a connection with someone because you forget that like <laughs> we're on youtube right now and everyone's going to hear you whether you would or not <laughs> you're adorable and that just shows how like we're all family here you guys and, and women specifically you know what we're talking about, so. Like Vanessa says, Vanessa said, those chin hairs have babies the older you get. Oh, Lord, I am, Vanessa, I am not ready for all of that. <laughs> Talk to me in like 10 years. Woo, stressful. Okay, so, um, they're meeting Mert's par parents. Parents don't know that Shane was born a boy. Um, if it was up to her, she would tell them. And but Mert doesn't want to do that yet, uh, because he says his family is deeply religious. Um, and Shane is like, 
torn by this because she has already been accepted by the family, which April has talked about in previous shows that we've done together where you need to set up your family for success. And this is not setting them up for success. If anything, you are about to create even more drama for yourself because A, you're lying, B, you're omitting, C, they've already welcomed this person. And then they're going to think that they welcome someone into their family that they don't know. And then the reason you guys, they were actually mad is because they're mad at themselves because you made them doubt their judgment of characters. You've made them doubt whether or not they can say, Hey, I'm a good judge of character. And I know a good person from a bad person because now you're, you're putting a liar in front of their face and that person's not even a li- anyways, don't get me started. April. Yeah. Everything that you, you said before. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. I understood what Shane was saying, though, saying it's not just my secret. It's also his. So I'm going to let him handle it the way that he wants to. But they're going to look at both of you as liars when they find out. Not but, just they're gonna, but they're going to forgive him because that's their baby. Stop it. Ugh. So Shane doesn't like the lying to his parents. Uh, the family has already accepted her for who she is. And so she just really wants to be open and honest with them. But here we are. So one of the things, there's a lot of hugging and kissing and greeting and, and good to see you and I love you. And Lula, the only person that knows about Shane's history in Mert's family is Shane's sis, is Mert's sister. The only person that knows about Shane's backstory in Mert's family is Mert's sister. Okay. Um, and so they get there and I just loved it. There was a lot of like love and all of that stuff. And what I also love is the fact that Shane has learned some Turkish so that she could communicate with his parents. Y'all take note, take notes. Uh, I love the fact that Shane is so like accepting and open and welcoming to people. Um, and it just shows the type of person that she is where she knows that his parents can't say Shane. So they call her Shayma and she just is like, that's the closest that they can get to it. And that's she fine. responds to it. And that's fine. Exactly. Same with the, her pronouns, right? It's whatever's making you feel comfortable. She she's okay with, because she's like, you're not coming from a place of malice. And I just really think that that's a good look. <clears throat> Um, but questions arise that are st- making her doubt a little bit. And one of them is the comments about her height by his mom and dad. Right. So like, what's up? You're a tall girl, you know, not in those words, but implied. Uh, and then the dad wants to know if, uh, Shane can cook Turkish food and, you know, she's open and willing to learn. The mom and the sister showed her. They had a great meal together. Uh, The mom and dad say that Shane is a nice girl, a cheerful girl. And here's the part that I know that as soon as you tell them the truth, they will accept you. They said, if they get along, then that's all that matters. And we wish them peace and happiness. You want to add anything to that, April? No, just... um... You know, I hope things are going well with their family now that it's all out because I just, I would hate to be made a fool out of it. I would feel like a fool 
if I was the family member and I'm watching this. Agreed. Last and certainly something. Uh, overall thoughts on Azelle and Robert. I still put this on his shoulders. Why is he allowing someone in his life that's nasty and rude to his daughter? Well, he bucked up a little bit this episode. A little bit. He bucked up a little bit, but I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't know what's going on with Giselle. And I think that, um, I think she might've unfollowed me on social media after our last episode. Uh, but I don't know if that's true because I didn't actually look into it. I just saw that there were a couple of less, like literally two less people that I was following. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that has anything to do with what I said. Well, uh, I'm not good at taking criticism, so. And it was constructive. And I stand by everything that I said because I'm about to say a bunch of stuff again because I'm not sure. I, I just, I can't accept some random trying to make themselves more important than someone else's child. I will just never accept it ever. That child is always going to be number one. That child is always going to be that person's child. And you need to be okay with that. And if anything, you should w welcome that child as an extension of the person that you say you love. They made that person from scratch. What the hell? Okay. Yeah. And if you want to have kids with somebody, your indicator for what they are like as a parent is how they are as a parent with their child that already exists. So it's, it's really bizarre that she's focused on moving on and creating a new family with him, which I, I hate when they say that, especially around a kid that already exists. Like we're going to make a, a family Like we're already a family. Um, then you shouldn't want to exclude Arwen. Ar Ar Arwen? Arwen, yep. Arwen. And we've also not seen anything from her that indicates that she's a difficult child to be around. No, it's because, uh, you know, it's coming from jealousy. Azelle is literally a grown-ass woman jealous of a 16-year-old child. And that's a horrible look. It's a horrible look. So, um, <clears throat> Robert's having lunch with his daughter. Um, and again, it's just talking about like, where do we go from here type of thing. And Arwen thinks that Azelle is grumpy, um, and is not accepting of her and all the things that she said in the past. And I told you last episode that we talked about this, that Robert needs to start to listen to his daughter because his daughter is literally telling him exactly how she feels, what her emotions are. And he should be really understanding this as he moves forward in this relationship because you're gonna mess up your relationship with your daughter and then you're gonna wonder why it's all effed up, but she's been telling you. You know how you want, you especially want teenagers to communicate openly and honestly with she you? She's quite clear. You gotta, mm -hmm. Yes, you gotta open your ears because she's being very clear about how she feels. And to me, it's like you're not actually hearing her and if you are hearing her, you're not listening. Nope. Put on your um, listening ears. Put on your listening ears, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, meanwhile, Azelle feels like this has been a difficult time, a difficult trip for her because she's had to share her time with Robert, with his daughter, and now his mother. <laughs> Listen, 
Azel, come closer. Closer! <laughs> closer! Come closer. Azel, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you don't get along with his mama and y'all ain't married yet, and you don't get along with his daughter, it's not going to happen for you, sweetie. Um, so I said, what? It's been a difficult trip for you because of what? Because of his family that you want to marry into? Weird. The grandma and the daughter think that Azelle is using Robert for his money and his house. And they feel like her intentions don't look good. Um... Every time they say this, I'm like, can we see Robert's house? Because from the inside, I don't really understand why they keep saying that. <laughs> uh, so funny. Uh, Robert talks to his daughter about what if Azelle was pregnant? And the daughter's like, hell no. Like, no. No, not at all. Um, they discuss like the positives and negatives of if they got married. Where does that leave him and his family? And this is where he says he feels stuck in the middle. Robert, I'm going to need okay. you to sit down and really think about what your family and especially what your daughter is saying. Because there's nowhere in there, especially how you see how she talks to not only you, but to your daughter, you shouldn't be stuck anywhere. You're not in the middle. You're the conductor. Say it again, April. You are driving this thing. You can end this thing. You're not in the middle. You're not old. You can start over in a new relationship. You are not bonded to this one. That's that part. And you can find someone quite easily because you seem like a really lovely guy. Uh, your mom seems lovely. Arwen seems lovely. You can find someone who's going to value the relationships that they already have and to see if you have other children as expanding your family, not creating a new family. Your family is already fine. Expanding it would be fine, but she wants an insular, separate family moved away from Glasgow. It makes no sense. Yeah, agreed. Hit me up, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he your type, April? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You know, I like a Jax Teller. <laughs> we didn't do anything with our list. I'm going to have to come back to that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got blurry. Anyways, I don't have time to fix it right now. So I'm just going to say this. Robert, Arwen is talking to you directly. And I, I wrote it down verbatim what she said. Oh, my God, this is driving me crazy. You're clear. Arwen says to her dad, and I need you all to hear his answer because these two things, when I say sometimes your children are communicating with you, but you're not listening because it's not the, it's not what you want to hear. Arwen says, would you still be with her if she didn't want to get to know me and was still very competitive with me? Robert answers, he'd keep trying. Eh, wrong answer. Eh, wrong answer. So, 
because she's being the bigger child, bigger person, she says, you know, she hopes her dad doesn't get hurt. Um, but she feels like he loves her more than she loves him. And I'm telling you, Arwen is speaking to you, Robert. You really need to start paying attention. Arwen's very smart. Yep. Um, Azel says she's ready to marry Robert, but Arwen, which is a red flag. But Arwen what? You're ready, but you don't want this whole piece of him to be a part of his life. Just stop it. Azel, just stop it. Um, <clears throat> they go for dinner at uh, Robert's mom's house. And it was just, I'm just going to tell you guys, it was a little bit of a hot mess, but I loved how strong uh, Robert's mom was. And I hate the fact that he hides behind his daughter and his mom to say the things that he should be saying, which is what April is saying, is that he should be steering this and not the friggin' passenger in the back of the boat without doing shit. He's the, he's the dude where y'all are like paddling for your lives and he's just sitting in the back chilling. Because here's what happens. Uh, Mom asks about whether or not Azelle wants to um, move to Scotland. And she, of course she does, because that's why she, you know, put her profile to where she put it and how she talked about she's always wanted to live abroad. But the family's in Glasgow and she has the audacity to sit there and say, yeah, I want to move to Scotland, but, you know, I want us to be in uh, Edinburgh, which is away from the mom and her face was like no hell no no because Azelle then had the audacity to say well I mean it's not anything different how would it be different for him and then she literally put her hand on the table and she didn't say listen bitch but you can infer that by her face she was like listen bitch I'm here in Glasgow that's the difference that is the difference and that is enough of a difference. You have an older a parent who lives in your city. Like, I wouldn't move away for a new spouse. I wouldn't even respect you asking me that question. If I bring it up, that's fine. But you asking me to move away from my older parent, if, if I visit them on a regular basis, I feel like you have no respect for me. I mean, I've been saying that from the get-go, April. I've been saying that. I I feel like she's 100% problematic for a lot of different reasons. And the most important being that she's selfish. And any grown-ass woman that's in competition with the 16-year-old child and literally puts her down and continues to put her down. I'm not even done with all the things she's saying about she's, you know, hadn't had a good trip because of the daughter is competitive with the daughter doesn't want to get to know the daughter well <clears throat> there's more so <clears throat> she's like trying to turn a good child into a bad child by saying to robert well Arwen ignores you for weeks. She never writes. She never calls. She spends your money. She's asked you for a car. And I was like, all I could do is I'm shaking my head. That's your child. I know. Like nothing that she said sounds abnormal for a teenager. That's it. That's your child. She's 16. 
Does she not remember being 16 herself? I, I mean, I don't know. Um, and then the part that was crazy was the fact that she went into his phone and called him out on private text messages that he was having with his daughter that she said she saw her name so she couldn't help herself and she went through it and they were talking about her. Um, and he's like, she's my daughter. She's my daughter. I'm going to talk about talk to her about anything that I want to talk anything, about. Anything, yeah. That's it. So, <clears throat> um, Azel tries to turn the tables by saying, uh, you know, don't get rash or rush with the proposal because I want us to be 100% sure and 100% in an ideal situation before you propose. And I was like, who said anything about proposing? You guys are far from that. And yes, I actually, I'll take that back. He did say after this trip, if all went well, he would propose to her, but it's clear that all did not go well. And it would have been so easy for it to go well. Yep. Yep. Like you're gonna sit at my mom's table and try to get my mom to join in on berating me over wearing this hat. At my mom's table. All kinds of wrong. All kinds of wrong. Um, that's for all the couples. Episode five and six, you guys. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe over here at the Melanated Way and pop over to April's page. Same thing. Holloway Legal PLCC, PLLC. Uh, like, like, like. Share, share, share. Uh, we're trying to like boost up our numbers and that can only happen with you and you and you and you. A uh, shout out to the live chat. You guys love y'all as per usual. And uh, I'm going to be live on Instagram in about 15 minutes talking all things Josh Cider. So if you're on Instagram and want to hear about that, head over there. Until next time, y'all. Bye-bye.